It's time for Nicole Sandler's What's News from NicoleSandler.com and the Progressive Voices Network. Welcome to the Working Week. Congress is back, sort of. House Democrats kick off their annual retreat in Baltimore on Wednesday, the same day that the 2023 CPAC circus gets underway, also in Maryland. But I guess that's better than in Viktor Orban's Hungary like they did last May. On Tuesday, President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan goes before the Supreme Court. Millions of people with loan debt could see up to $20,000 of their debt canceled, depending on the outcome of the hearing. But we won't get an answer right away. Typically, the justices release their rulings by the end of the term, late June, maybe even early July. But this ruling will also determine when payments on federal student loans will resume after the pandemic-related pause that's been in place for nearly three years now. The justices are expected to hear arguments in two cases on Tuesday concerning the program, which is estimated to cost $400 billion. On Wednesday, Attorney General Merrick Garland will testify before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Just FYI. Moving on. Does your crazy Uncle Eddie still say climate change is a hoax? Well, tell that to the tens of thousands of customers in the greater Los Angeles area who were without power this weekend as a rare winter storm battered the region with rain and snow, a system that triggered the area's first blizzard warning since 1989. The storm flooded areas near sea level with downtown Los Angeles seeing the most single-day rain, almost two and a half inches in 20 years. It brought powder to the surrounding foothills, dropping the snow line from around 3,000 feet to 1,000. Nearby mountain communities were blanketed with multiple feet of snow. Mountain High Resort, which is about 50 miles from downtown Los Angeles, but about 7,000 feet elevation, recorded a whopping seven feet of snow. But it wasn't only Southern California. And brace yourselves, there's more on the way. A barrage of snow, rain, and harsh winds is forecast from the West Coast all the way to the Great Lakes on Monday. Approximately 284,000 homes and businesses were without power across the country as of Monday morning, about half of which were in Michigan, where the region is bracing for another round of ice and snow. More than 100 other storm reports were recorded in parts of the central U.S. as hurricane-force winds and thunderstorms tore through various states overnight. A gust of 114 miles per hour was recorded in Texas. That's equivalent to a Category 3 hurricane. Meanwhile, the West is again expecting a separate system of rain and high-elevation snow that'll push from the Pacific Northwest down into California, where some of those rare blizzard warnings remain in effect. What's the old saying? Batten down the hatches? Stay safe out there. Now, with Congress returning from last week's recess, three House and two Senate committees will focus on that February 3rd train derailment and fire in rural East Palestine, Ohio, which has, of course, turned into a huge political issue as well. The Biden administration is stepping up its outreach efforts there and issuing a timeline detailing what's been done on the federal level since the February 3rd accident. Biden ordered officials from the EPA, CDC, and FEMA to go door-to-door over the weekend. They did. They contacted more than 350 families with the goal of reaching 400 of them by today. And Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, who's come under heavy criticism over the administration's handling of the incident, 
has also called on Congress to boost fines for rail operators guilty of safety violations. Some 1.8 million gallons of liquid waste and 4,832 cubic yards of solid waste have been removed from that toxic derailment site. This according to the Office of Governor Mike DeWine. Concerns are now emerging about where the waste will go after officials said it would be processed at two EPA-certified sites in Ohio. Meanwhile, officials in Texas and Michigan recently complained that they didn't receive any warning that some of that waste from the crash would be shipped into their jurisdictions for disposal. Speaking of toxic materials, the Wall Street Journal is reporting that the Energy Department has concluded with, quote, low confidence that the coronavirus pandemic probably started with a leak from a lab in Wuhan, China. The Energy Department had previously been undecided on the likely origin of the pandemic, and the shift was described in an update of a 2021 document by the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines' office. Now, the FBI also concluded with moderate confidence that the pandemic likely started from a leak from that Chinese lab. But four other agencies and a national intelligence panel have said the first outbreak was likely caused by natural transmission from an animal. Here we go again. By the way, two other agencies, including the CIA, remain undecided. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan on Sunday told CNN, quote, the federal government does not yet have an official stance on the origins of COVID-19. There is not a definitive answer that has emerged across the entire intelligence community, he said, and added that President Biden has directed repeatedly every element of our intelligence community to put effort and resources behind getting to the bottom of this question. All righty then. Over at the Fox Not News channel, Howie Kurtz, who anchors a weekly show on the media, said he has been told not to cover the $1.6 billion defamation lawsuit filed against Fox by Dominion Voting Systems. I believe I should be covering it. It's a major media story, given my role here at Fox. But the company has decided that as part of the organization being sued, I can't talk about it or write about it, at least for now. I strongly disagree with that decision, but as an employee, I have to abide by it. And if that changes, I'll let you know. And finally, newspapers across the country have dropped the Dilbert comic strip over the weekend, after the creator of the cartoon went on a racist tirade on his podcast, calling black Americans a hate group and suggesting that white people should, quote, get the hell away from them. Scott Adams confirmed on his YouTube channel that his comic was being dropped and then said he had expected that to happen. Well, then why out yourself as a racist, you bigot? Oh, and of course, Scott Adams is still on Twitter because Elon Musk sided with him and accused the media of being racist against whites and Asians. I can't make this stuff up. And that's just a bit of what's news. For now, I'm Nicole Sandler. If you appreciate these reports and The Nicole Sandler Show, I hope you'll consider making a contribution. My work is listener-supported, and I can't do it without your help. Find out more at NicoleSandler.com, and please click on that donate button. 